Welcome to Aligned Attraction, the go-to intimacy podcast for powerful women. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Lee Noto, master intimacy coach and psychedelic therapist, and I help powerful women like you unleash your wild feminine power so you can create heart-throbbing love. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts on love, sex, and relationships, and I'll also coach women like you to create the most delicious transformation in their love lives. You ready? Welcome back to Aligned Attraction, the go-to source for powerful women when it comes to dating, love, and relationships. Now, if you listened to the last episode, I give you a very special teaser, letting you know that these next handful of episodes are going to be all about the archetypes of men, the kinds of men that you're attracting that you would rather not be attracting. I'm going to tell you what the archetype is in each episode, why you're attracted to that kind of man, and why you're attracting that kind of man. I'm also going to tell you about what you would rather have instead and how to get from where you are to dating and attracting the kinds of men that you're actually like head over heels in love with, that are committed, that are doing their inner work, that you are just smitten as a kitten for. So today's archetype that I'm going to be covering is this archetype of falling in love with a man's potential. Why you're attracting man who you perceive as projects and fixer-uppers. Now, I can tell you from personal experience that I spent many, many years of my life attracting men that in some way I wanted to change or fix or improve, and it was exhausting for me. And this is a pattern with a lot of successful, high-achieving women. There comes a point in many women's dating careers, if you will, where we make the statement, I'm just not finding men who are on my level. I'm not really feeling met by the men that I'm dating and finding myself in relationship with. And often what happens is we date men and we see their potential, like we see who they could be and how great they could be, but they're just not living up to that potential. We see ways that we could contribute to their lives by showing them or teaching them or guiding them in some way, because we as high achieving, successful, badass women are on a personal or spiritual development path. And we want to share that. Now, when it comes to the project or fixer-upper archetype, here's what this archetype is. It's less about how the man shows up and more about how you perceive him. So in short, this is the kind of man that you attract where you think you can change him, fix him, make him better, or improve him in some way if only you could just rub off on him, right? If he could adapt some of your behaviors or interests. And this was me for, again, many years of my life. And the subconscious mantra that I had that I wasn't aware of while I was playing out this pattern was if I could only show men the light when it came to doing the inner work, right? When it came to them embarking on a spiritual path, them opening up to new resources in the personal development space and on and on. 
Now, the hallmark of this kind of dynamic is that you need something from this, or you're trying to achieve an end goal. Now, you may be consciously aware of this, but you may only become aware of this, as I say it, if you find that these are the kinds of men you date. So in other words, you need something out of it. You're trying to show him the resource, bring him to the workshop, have him read the book, listen to the podcast episode so that he will blank or so that he won't blank, so that he will you know, learn about sacred sexuality or Tantra so that he will uh, be a longer-term thinker when it comes to finances, so that he will improve his health, or so that he won't be anxiously attached, so that he won't get clingy. Fill in the blank with the thing that you're trying to get the man to become or unbecome. Now, the thing with this kind of pattern is that it's it's not clean. This is not a clean exchange of energy. And when I say clean, I mean it's not consensual between the two of you. In other words, you're trying to impart something onto him and you have a covert contract behind the scenes. A covert contract is an implicit agreement that wasn't discussed or agreed upon. And it's a standard that you're holding without his consent. You may be consciously aware of this, but this may be operating in the background. It's an expectation. And deep down or not deep down, you actually want this guy to change. You want him to shift in some way so that he can be more like you or so that he can be a better, higher version of himself, or somehow different than he currently is. And again, the key here is that you're doing this without his explicit consent. You're trying to impart wisdom unto him, which usually can be perceived as noble, but this is really honestly shrouded in ulterior motives, and it's shady. It's super shady. Now, Here are some reasons why you're attracted to this kind of man. And I'm going to be very forward in this episode and in coming episodes as I talk about these archetypes, because I want you to be able to overcome this pattern. I know that if you're listening to this podcast and you're tuning into these episodes, there are patterns you're playing out in dating and love, and you want to get beyond them. You may have a lot of self-awareness, but for some reason, you just can't step out of these patterns or you keep attracting a certain kind of man and you don't know how to attract something different. So buckle up and listen for any of this that sounds like you. And if it does, then there's absolutely no shame. I have played out all of these patterns myself and I've worked with countless women who have played out these patterns. And the only way to completely dissolve these patterns and really attract committed masculine men who are ready to show up and be devoted, but who are also living out their life's purpose is to be radically honest with yourself. Until you're radically honest, you're going to keep playing out the same patterns and attracting the same kinds of men. And I want to help you get past that. So we're going to look through the lens of radical honesty And, um, you know, until I realized what I was doing in my life and until I stepped out of dishonesty with myself, I couldn't break these patterns. I couldn't see that I had covert contracts in place with myself and with men, and I couldn't get out of attracting the kinds of men that I wanted to change or that I wanted to fix or make better in some way and actually start attracting men that felt like a natural good fit for me. Okay. 
So here are some of the reasons why you could be attracting these kinds of men. First one is that you derive a sense of meaning or purpose from teaching and being the golden example of what it's like to live a quote unquote conscious life. Now, this might be in any major area of your life where you're on the personal or spiritual development journey, could be in the area of health, wealth and finances, politics, spirituality, sexuality. And when you get an opportunity to impact someone, it esteems you and it gives you a sense of meaning and purpose. It allows you to bolster your sense of self and give yourself the credit for being the one who saved them or showed them the light. This is when you're playing out a savior complex or when you get off on being the hero or heroine. Now, you might also like having the upper hand and having control. If you're the one who is imparting the wisdom and knowledge, then this gives you the control and power. And what it does is it reduces or eliminates the chances of rejection and abandonment. Because if this man looks up to you, if he needs you because you're adding so much value to his life, then he'll definitely want you and desire you. And the chances are going to be much smaller that he'll leave or that he'll abandon you. Now, another potential reason is that you get your nobility or generosity fix by being the teacher. This gives you a really hefty dopamine hit when you feel like you've accomplished something, taught something. But again, like I said before, this isn't a clean exchange of energy. Unless the man's actively agreeing to learn something from you and you're genuinely sharing it out of the goodness of your heart without needing him to change or be any different than he currently is. Okay, so let's talk about why you are attracting this kind of man. So here are some possible reasons why. And again, this is not an exhaustive list, but we're going really deep because I want you to be able to introspect and have a potential blind spot pointed out so that you can really overcome this pattern and attract men who feel like a genuine good fit for you. So the first possibility is that somewhere deep down, you may not actually think you can do any better than this fixer-upper kind of man. Or you don't know if the kind of man that you actually dream about, if you even let yourself dream about the kind of man that you would love to be in relationship with, would actually be interested in you or if he would actually stick around or perceive you as enough for him. Now, this has nothing to do with his perception of you, but this all comes back to a subconscious internalization on your part that somewhere you're not enough. So even before this dream man steps into the picture, there's somewhere inside of you potentially that you're perceiving that you're not enough. Now, most of these narratives that we hold in our minds get created somewhere in early childhood. When uh, a parent or a caregiver did or said something or didn't do or say something to us that let us know that we were inherently worthy. So somewhere you're internalizing, I'm not enough, I'm not desirable, worthy, lovable, and you don't actually think you can have the kind of man you want, so you go for the kind of man that you can fix or make a project because at least he'll stick around. Now there's another possibility, which is you feel insecure about certain aspects of who you are. So you don't attract the kinds of men you consciously desire because a part of your subconscious mind would feel intimidated by this kind of man or less than this kind of man. 
So you attract men who you see as less than so that you can ensure security, connection, safety, and stability. So this might be a play at securing relationship because somewhere in your mind, it feels too scary to play big and go for what you actually want. So you lower the bar, you go for what you guarantee you could get, and you ensure connection, you ensure relationship, even though you're perceiving this man as a project or a fixer-upper. Okay, that was a whole lot of deep psychoanalysis and deep dive. So let's shift gears for a moment. I'm going to take a deep breath. If you feel like taking a deep breath, join me. And I want to paint you a picture of what you actually want instead. And this is exactly what I was longing for. And I wish someone had been in my ears on a podcast telling me and painting a picture for me that there was another possibility other than continuing to play out this pattern. So what you actually want is a man who not only meets you on your level in all the major areas of your life, but who actually grows and expands you. You want a partnership where there's learning, teaching, and growing happening on both sides. It's a two-way street. You teach him and show him all your cool things, and he teaches you and shows you all his cool things. And it's like you're two kids in a sandbox, and it's like, hey, look what I can do. And he's like, yeah, that's awesome. Show me. And look what I can do. You want a man who feels like an equal, and yet there's always an ebb and flow in the energy and in the sense of partnership where you both own what you're naturally good at, you own your inherent gifts, and you appreciate the inherent gifts of the other. You're both there as teacher and student, and you both acknowledge and receive from the other. So in my relationship with Ani, until I was able to own that I am not good at everything and that I am not a know-it-all as much as I wanted to pretend to be a know-it-all because I needed to esteem myself and bolster my sense of self. Because deep down, even in the beginning of our relationship, I had an epic amount of insecurity. I thought that I needed to be like Ani. I needed to be as smart as him in all the ways that he was smart and brilliant because I internalized that I wasn't good enough. I had to do a whole heaping ton of inner work before I could actually be like, you know what? I'm not good at that. Show me your ways, oh wise one. And I had to own that. And then only in owning that I do not know everything, was I able to own the things that I actually am really fucking good at and be like, Hey babe, I actually have a better way. You want to learn my way? It might help. So Ani is a brilliant, brilliant teacher to me when it comes to business strategy, long-term vision in business, in finances, and in health. Like Ani is a whiz. He has such a long-term mindset. I mean, 10, 20, 50 years down the line, my brain thinks of like what's happening right here, right now. So until I just acknowledge the fact that I am not great with long-term vision and long-term thinking naturally, though I can develop that sense, I, I really had to acknowledge that to let Ani teach me those things. Now, Conversely, I support Ani in things that I'm naturally good at, communication. So verbal, written communication, 
Um, I also really lead us in our relationship on the spiritual front. So Ani could get out of bed in the morning within five minutes, make his cup of coffee, drink some water and be at his desk. Me, I'm like, wait, babe, no, let's, let's wake up. Let's take a shower. Let's make some cacao. Let's put some music on. Let's meditate. Let's connect to our sense of spirituality and that which is greater so that we can bring that vibe and energy into our day and be even more powerful. So I lead us on that front. I lead us in creating a sense of home and beautifying the home, organizing the home. And that has a lot of value. But until I owned the things that I'm not good at, I couldn't own the things that I am good at and contribute in the ways that actually make sense. So now I'm in a dynamic. I've I've stepped out of the pattern where I am always the one teaching and leading and guiding the man, which was exhausting as hell for me. Sure, it it stroked my ego in the beginning. I loved being the wise one, the one that was just always teaching and guiding. But I burnt myself out because after a very short amount of time in each one of my dating scenarios, I was like, okay, like what is this guy going to show me? And then I was beside myself because I had created and set up scenarios where I was always the one teaching because I needed that for my ego. So now that I've checked my ego many, many, many times in some very challenging ways, I'm actually able to own my inherent gifts and receive Ani's inherent gifts and step out of that pattern altogether. So if you want to go from attracting men who you see as projects and fixer-uppers who have potential but aren't living up to that potential, and you want to actually get to the place where you're attracting an equal and a man who can equally contribute to your life in the ways that he's brilliant at, then you have to first face the fear of abandonment and rejection. That's number one. And I know that that uh, can be easier said than done, but actually create time and space to imagine what it would be like to be rejected by someone and feel the emotions that come up and ask for the support that you need, whether that's from a friend, a therapist, a coach. You have to acknowledge the narrative that you're creating inside that says, I'm not enough, if that's what you're playing out, or the narrative that says, I'm not worthy. And you have to reconcile that. You have to go on the journey to deciding whether or not you're going to perceive yourself as worthy and enough because nothing outside of you decides that. You decide how you feel about yourself independent of how others behave and whether they come, whether they stay, whether they compliment you or not. You're the only one that decides that. It is a decision. And in truth, though there is a lot of debate on this, it has nothing to do with with what happened in your childhood. You may have grown up with horrendous parents, and even if you did, they do not dictate whether you are enough right now. That is only a choice that you can make. And you have to let it be okay that a great man could walk into your life and show you things that you didn't know. You have to be okay with not having the upper hand, with letting go of control, with letting insecurity come up and owning your areas of development, and owning your insecurities. But then also own what you're naturally great at, and let yourself contribute to his life in that way. So the invitation for you is a lot of 
uh, beautiful, deep inner work and exploration and inner play. This can all be play and discovery. Now, most of us are blissfully yet painfully unaware that we possess patterns like this and that we have intentions underneath that seem noble, but that are really a barrier to us having the kind of love that our hearts have been yearning for, the kind where we're met by an equal. And it's time that we put our big girl pants on, our big girl stilettos, our big girl panties, whatever it is that we want to wear as we go on this inner journey, and that we address these patterns, that we address the false narratives that we have that we're not enough or that we can't have what we want, that that man isn't out there, that he's not going to love us, that we're not deserving. That's all a fucking heap of bullshit. And I will say it again and again in future episodes, because if you're listening to this, you deserve epic love. You're a fucking epic woman. And I don't have to meet you to know that. I know that. And I want you to know that. And I want you to own that and claim that if you haven't already. And if you've been playing small and you're ready to own all of your badassery and your magic because you're ready to start attracting high quality men who are committed, who are showing up and doing the work, then I want you to go to alignedattraction.com backslash workshop because I recorded a workshop that's going to show you exactly how to get from where you are, attracting men who you perceive as projects and fixer-uppers, falling in love with potential, but not having the relationship actually pan out and being in a relationship with the man that you are desiring, then watch the workshop. Watch the workshop. That's it. Alignedattraction.com backslash workshop, because in that workshop, I'm going to show you why your mind keeps recreating these patterns and how to overcome them. There's four phases to this process. It's actually very simple. So I'm going to outline all of that for you. It's free. Do it. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. All right. So that's it for today's episode. We went deep. We're going to keep going deep because that's my style. In the next episode, I am going to tell you all about why you might be attracting players, aka men who are emotionally unavailable and won't commit. So stay tuned for that. And until next time, much love and good vibes. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave a five-star review and subscribe to the show and spread the love by sharing this episode out on social media and to all the powerful women in your life. And if you're ready to play full out and create heart-throbbing love, hop on over to my website to see all the juicy ways you can do just that. www.leenoto.com Fellow wild woman, I appreciate you. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and all the good vibes.